welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, Matt O'Hara. Wait, who are you? I'm Rich. Are you sure? I, I, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> it's been I feel a, like it's been, it's been so, a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Three-week hiatus. Oh. That's the longest break we've ever had from doing the podcast. We, we're both so tan. I know. Look at us. Though. We we're, were, we're we all are, in our glory. We're bringing sexy back for sure. Yeah. I'm tanned. I have Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. You know, I'm just getting high fives and love from all over the place. Nice. Yeah. So to explain the three-week hiatus, uh, totally was not intentional. Uh, we, the most we've ever taken off is a week, and we don't even like to miss a week. Right. But uh, I went on vacation for two weeks. Uh, Tuesday, which is what the nor- day we normally record, was 4th of July. Sure. And uh, I was going to record a solo show that night of doing a startup mock draft because we've never done one of those, which I still want to do before the season starts. And it just didn't work out because I had to leave for vacation. It didn't work out time-wise. And then when I came back, you were on vacation. And I was supposed right. to do a solo you show. You were going to do another solo show. But then I got sick. You got the bronchitis. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, like Every five seconds, I was coughing. So it just didn't work. All, everything came together. We were like, you know what? July's for us. <laughs> we're taking we're taking a little bit of me time. So yeah, I'm sure you guys missed us. We missed you guys. We missed you. I, I thought I was still on tw- I was still on the Twitter. Yeah, I was still reading emails. We we're still po- pumping out those articles on DynastyNerds.com every sure, single day. Sure. So I mean, we we were available. We were just you know at the beach a lot. <laughs> I was at the ocean for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It was glorious. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we never do that again. But no, I, we, that won't. That was a very big time anomaly. I yeah, think in that's three not. and a half years, a little over three and a half years, we've only taken off a couple of hands time. Right, a right. A handful of times. A handful of times. I forgot to speak when I was gone for so long. It's been a long time. You forgot I have forgotten the English language. How to use a microphone? You get a lot of peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so today we're gonna hit up some news and notes. We're gonna talk about our last rookie draft, which we uh, saw each other for the first time in a while on Sunday and had. We, yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Then we're gonna talk about some players that we believe you should get out there. The premise of the show and buy low. We do these every what, like every four months or so. Players right? Out there yeah, because yeah, you know, obviously the the market adjusts and and certain guys' value goes down and and they become values in our eyes. So we we like to point those out to people and to me uh, it's one of the most important shows we do right i mean really the essence of dynasty is you build your team on your rookie drafts and then from there on forward if you have the structure correct or the way we do it it's doing trades right and the best way to better your team is to always buy a player when their value is down or you look at the adp which is on dynastyers.com and you say hey the community right now is not valuing this player where i value this player where I might only have to give up what this, or I only have to give up this compared to getting that. Right. A little bit of this. A little bit of a that. A little bit of that. Um, before we get into that, let's talk about a little bit news and notes. Obviously, breaking today, Kenneth Dixon, a guy that we've been a fan of, right. uh, Louisiana Lafayette, uh, is out for the year. Meniscus. Uh, right. It was, it was initially reported that it was just going to be one of those things where it was a partial meniscus repair, which is only like a four to six week thing. A little Elmer's glue. But when they got in there, tape. apparently full on meniscus, um, operation, which, which is unfortunately the whole entire season, which a guy, is, a guy I was hoping would really come back, you know, cause I have him on my, my taxi squad in, in one of the leagues. 
and I have Danny Woodhead, and then I thought it would be, it'd be a nice little bridge to get right to uh, Kenneth Dixon there after his four-game suspension. Yeah, a couple of thoughts on that that I have about that is, I obviously, I'm a Kenneth Dixon fan. We've been preaching his name for over a year now. Right. Um, but one, the meniscus full repair is actually better than the little fix for long-term success. It is. Two, he was already missing four games, which is a third of the season, pretty much. It's, uh, I mean, it's a quarter. It's a quarter of the season, but all right. I well, listen. Now I never get how to speak English. I forgot the how to do math. Simple arithmetic <laughs> is not my strong suit. Okay, right. It's a quarter of the season. Sure. Uh, and I was always worried about like Danny Woodhead signing that three-year contract coming in. Him start. You know, if Danny Hood Woodhead does what he does and plays right. strong, where would kind of where was he going to kind of fit into that role this year? Anyways, already being behind, already coming in. Um, suspended. How much was he really going to produce this year? Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I, luckily I do have Danny Woodhead, and so that kind of clears things up. I think in terms of his value a little bit, where where Danny Woodhead's value was a little bit murky. Like once Kenneth Dixon comes back, they are they do similar things. So who who knows who is actually going to get the lion share of the carries uh, there? I'll the be catches? talking about Danny Woodhead later in the show. Oh, a little, little uh, teaser. Little teaser. Right? Little tease. It's like I'm pulling down my shirt a little bit. Oh. Can't see full nip, but no. you can see you can see a little something. It's starting to get dark. It's getting no, it's getting <laughs> it's getting crazy in here. Um wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be the creepy one. <laughs> you are such a creep hashtag creepster. Uh so Kent Dixon, you want to stash him on your IR. You don't want to sell him the values way too low. Right, right. If you're gonna sell Dixon, you're gonna wait until March right there. But honestly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens look to make a move in the draft next year for Dixon, uh, ahead of Dixon at running back. Right. So his value right now is not good. It's kind of hard. Sometimes it's kind of hard for players to rebound from situations like this. Definitely at the running back position. Absolutely. Unfortunately, if they don't take advantage of their opportunities early, um, sometimes they might not ever get them. Yeah. So hopefully Kenneth Dixon can turn it around um, and his long-term value isn't affected too much by this meniscus tear, but it's, uh, I would say, a crapshoot at the best right now. More news and notes just because I want to talk about them. Uh, Our good friend Moscow Mule, Cooper Cup himself, uh, out of Rams early, are saying that he looked like he was the best receiver on the field with his route running and hands. I mean, they really don't have anything else there, so this doesn't surprise me. But Cooper Cup, I mean, what we've been preaching is – the guy is very polished for a a guy coming in from college in his route running, and obviously he 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 catches everything that's thrown his way. So this, like those reports, they don't surprise me at all. Um, hey, we were preaching to take him to the top of the second round. Exactly. Everybody else was saying, "Hey, take him to the end of the second round." Right. Too little, too late. Me, Still a big Moscow Mule fan. I think I think too. down the road he's gonna be one of those guys that you have that's like a low end wide receiver too, and you're like, yeah. Yep, I agree. I'm sure, so glad I listened to that Dynasty Nerds podcast. <laughs> You know what? Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later uh, with um, him a little bit more. More of a teaser. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Uh, Carlos Hyde's been in the news. Um, yes, he has. He, people say he might never make the roster. I think it's kind of silly, personally. I, I agree with you. I think it would be it would be a pretty big deal, I think, if they caught him. Yeah. He's not making a lot of money. Right. right? He's in the last year of his contract anyways. Right. Why, why? I mean, very. what I would do with him is if he has a good year, you just transition tag him. Let somebody else sign him, and you take a little, uh, get a little action on that. I agree. I don't think they're going to cut him. I think he's 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 too much of an asset to just cut. Yeah, for nothing. Definitely have no nothing uh, right. going on that team. I think the fact, like, I like Joe Williams in this situation, right? So do I. I think everybody's like totally blowing it up, way bigger than it should be, though. Like, I like Joe Williams. I think he's really good value in the second round. But people are just like, 
Shanahan trade up for Joe Williams. He's and he he always has his success with these running backs. He's the second coming of greatness. F Carlos Hyde, but Carlos Hyde is still a pretty good running back. He is a he is a pretty good running back. Um, I do think Joe Williams has a heck of an opportunity ahead of him, oh, but I just don't think I don't yeah. think like Carlos Hyde's done. Even if he even if he sits on the bench here in San Francisco for a year, I don't think he's done. I don't think his career's over. No, by any means. neither do I. They're gonna so. they're gonna work him in there. They're gonna work him and Joe Williams in there. They're gonna see what they have in Joe Williams to see if he could be a starter next year. Right. That's why. I don't, that's why I think it's silly that. Um, that they would cut Carlos Hyde. I don't think they. I don't think Joe Williams is enough of a known commodity to just cut him. Yeah, some so many people are like, they treat things. It's like that fresh and ready. You know, it's like, oh, what's so hot? Like McDonald's French fries. That's what people treat things like sometimes. Like, is there anything so great in life that goes so bad so quickly? Like McDonald's French fries. You get them. <laughs> they're hot. They're fabulous. They're great. Literally one hour later, it's like you're eating something made out of like play-doh well that's because that's what it is basically it's just glooped together quote-unquote potatoes but yeah i mean i know it's not real potatoes but it's like boom fresh yeah, hot right. fabulous i i need to have it i don't even need ketchup with it <laughs> and then an hour later like what is this monstrosity well that's the society we live in today richard word to your mom word to your moms um next guy up in the news is mike williams Will he have back surgery? Will he not have back surgery? If he has back surgery, is this the biggest bust ever? All of a sudden, I was at the back end of the first round at pick number six, and I got stuck with the top tier six, and I took him, and what the hell do I do? And all of a sudden, other rookie drafts just went down, and you're like, you have the sixth pick, and you're like, what do I do? What do I do? You take Mike Williams. You take Mike Williams and feel fine because he feels fine. He said he feels terrific. His, his back's feeling better, apparently. Um, he did have, I think, a second epidural shot in his back which apparently helped loosen things up. And, and I mean, epidurals, like, basically just numb you, I guess. So he must have been if able it, to if work. If it makes you not feel a baby coming out of your system, right. I feel pretty confident about having I mean, so it, it, I guess apparently it can help some people, and it uh, it must have helped him. So it, it sounds like he'll avoid the surgery. At least that's the reports that are coming out now. I wouldn't mind getting an epidural once. Why? I have no idea why, but just, I don't know. Just intrigues me. It's a pretty dangerous thing to do, tapping into your spine and stuff like that. I mean, just, I, I'm not going to go not, give myself an epidural. Just to not feel your legs. <laughs> yeah, that's have, true. <laughs> just not well, I, don't, I don't have legs? Yeah. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got mean. some bones. I got some bones with some skin around them. Well. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into... Oh, and besides that, we also had our last rookie draft this past Sunday of the year. Yes, we did. A um, couple interesting people in that league. Some people make some really interesting trades. Some people overvalue draft picks. Leonard Fournette went number one. Well, well, yeah. That doesn't, I mean, that's not really too crazy and off the wall. So just to give, I'll just recap the first round. We'll talk about our picks real quick. Sure. Um, first round went Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Dalvin Cook. I had a third pick. Uh, you did. Dalvin get, Cook. Yeah, you got Dalvin Cook. Uh, Joe Mixon. Christian McCaffrey, Mike Williams, Evan Ingram, which that, was your pick. That, that was my pick. OJ Howard, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, which I made a trade for, and then John Ross. Yep. Pretty pretty solid, consistent first round. I think those are, yeah, I think that's definitely, a lot, I bet you a lot of people's first rounds look very similar to that. Yeah, I had a bad year in that league. Um, I like I like my chances. I made some trades in that league to compete for this year. Yeah, uh, I had a third pick. Cook was there. I made my pick in two seconds. 
As you should. Yeah, I still like Dalvin Cook ahead of Joe Mixon. I still like him way more than Christian McCaffrey. You went, um, is anyone interested in this pick? And there was about a two-second pause, and you said, all right, never mind, I'm going to just take Cook. Yeah, it would have taken heat to get it anyways. I right. just wanted to see if somebody was going to make a foolish offer to me right. uh, for a really good player to take a rookie. Right, no, absolutely. And I almost got somebody duped into giving me a foolish amount of stuff, but then it started getting too convoluted and i was there i witnessed all those straight offers and i was like just yeah. make the pick matt yeah no, and you took uh you took evan ingram at six you stuck to your gun said this is my number one whoa tight end. Whoa, whoa sir seven i'm sorry seven, seven. <laughs> i apologize uh, seven i was actually seeing what you were interested in for that offer just thrown out there if i would have made that move up there i would have taken david and joku which got i got at 11 that i mean um you know not a not a huge difference obviously um as far as obviously they they are in the same position, and and Joku, um, they both got names. They both have names, but other than that, Evan Ingram's much better. So I'm not sure why you'd go ahead and do that, but I'm just we'll see. Yeah, I know. I it, absolutely they're both projections. Evan Ingram obviously is more of a just big wide receiver, whereas Njoku is a he's a moldable piece of clay, man. He yeah. if they can get him going in the right direction he's a freak athlete and he can do awesome things so yeah i moved uh he's a high upside we'll just say that They're i both... needed a tight end i had tyler eifert in that league and nobody sure. else it kind of right. hurt me last year uh one of the many reasons i had injuries going on why i finished with the third overall pick right and uh so i gave up carlos hyde for number 11 this year which is david and joku and a first next year so i gave up carlos hyde in my second next year for those so i felt pretty good about that knowing that I was probably going to try and draft Joe Williams anyways in the second round. Sure. Uh, and, again, I got a first-round pick this year and a first-round pick next year, knowing that I will be able to get another running back next year as well. So, And I need that tight end. So, David Njoku, I'm looking down a couple of years down the road to be my tight end one. Right, exactly. That's that's the great thing about, uh, you know, obviously you're picking Njoku not, for, not so much for this year because they have a very unsettled, obviously, quarterback situation, and Njoku probably needs a little bit of time to develop himself. So... You have you have Seth DeValve also, don't you? I do. So I, I mean, it. I locked that baby you down. You locked that down. Uh, in the second round, I didn't have my second round pick. I traded that way in season, uh, but I did move in. I, tra- I had an influx of tight quarterbacks, and I right. ended up trading in Tyrod Taylor in my third to move into the second, and I took Joe Williams. Well, Joe Williams was falling. Um, really, it got to the the player right ahead of me, and I thought Sixth I thought, round. yeah, so Sixth pick in the second it, round, yeah, so. Um, I thought for sure Joe Williams was going to get to me at number seven, and then and then as soon as I saw you making a move to trade, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen. And I wasn't going to go crazy either because I, I really, really liked the guy I got at number seven, which was Cooper Cup. So I wasn't going to go crazy to go move up one pick to just get Joe Williams. And you had another pick in that second round, too, of Jamal Williams. You took like, Why did you take Jamal Williams? What made you want to take him above like a guy like Kenny Galladay um, or even like an Adam Shaheen? Well, I like those guys a lot, but I do. I have, um, I have Ty Montgomery. Enough said. Enough said. So I, I, I wanted to really in that league. I don't have a ton of depth. I have Ty Montgomery, and I have Devontae Freeman, and I have a few other guys that are just kind of like shot in the dark. I mean, like Danny Woodhead. Like, I mean, but I wanted to be able to lock down the Green Bay Packers. Whoever ended up being the guy, yeah, type of thing makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's late second round. It's it's a value pick. Exactly. Um, I came with Adam Shaheen in the third round. Very happy about that. Yeah, I have, absolutely. I think I got Adam Shaheen in pretty much every rookie draft I had this year, just about. And plus, in this league, this is the league where I've got. So I've got um, for tight ends now. I've got 
Jimmy Graham, Julius Thomas, um, Hunter Henry, and then I just I just went and picked Evan Ingram also in yeah. the first round. So I mean, like coming back in the second round, I know it's a great value to get deep. Adam Shaheen there, but it's kind of one of those things where I needed to address some other things. Yeah, no, and I un- unfortunately, you know, like you you always say like a hey, best player available, but sometimes the best player for your team isn't necessarily the best player. Okay. Fair enough. I got Shaheen. You came away with uh, two picks that round, right? Chad Williams and... Uh, no, I only had one pick in the third round. Okay. Just Chad, Chad Williams. Williams. Yep. Okay. And then the third round, I came away with a guy I didn't even... Or in the fourth round, I got Wayne Gallman. Not a huge fan, but just there in the fourth round, it was just... It was value. It was between him and George Kittle. I honestly thought I was going to be able to get George Kittle in the next round. Right. Which was foolish to me. I don't know why sure. I thought that. Sure. I, but uh, So I took Wayne Gallman and George Kittle went the very next pick. I you yeah I would have for sure picked George Kittle seventh in that in that round so he would never would have gotten to you in the fifth round, but I ended up going Aaron Jones. I really locked it down. You really locked it down. So now I've got literally any option that they're going to go with um, there in Green Bay. Last pick I took uh, my boy Chad Hansen. Nice. I mean that's awesome. I I I, am awesome. I knew thank you were going to take no, him. I got I ended up with that. Elijah McGuire and then um, Ryan Switzer. Oh, with, cool story, bro. Yeah, not bad. So that was only we only have five rounds in this in this particular league until next year. Cool. We 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 did vote to expand it to six, which On I time. think is is the best. So rookie drafts again. That's where we're at. Hopefully, all you guys already had your rookie draft. If you didn't. This gives you an idea of where we got some guys this late in it because this is always our last rookie draft sure, year. It's sure. always this late. It's just hard to get scheduled. With, which I don't mind. I, I want all my rookie drafts to be early, but knowing I have so many early rather than draft, it's nice to have one. Later in the draft, I agree. I actually don't mind it. No, and there's one <laughs> Denny in the league. <laughs> Terrell Pryor doesn't play for the Browns no more. <laughs> I know. Good luck, Denny drafting Denny. <laughs> he said, "I don't really pay attention." <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody across the table with him, like, "Thanks for donating your Thanks money." Thanks for the donating, sir. But so, he was actually runner-up last year, so it's not like it's not like he's his let's team's see terrible. Where he finishes this year, right? No, it's not like All his right, team's terrible. Let's get in this. So now the the whole crux of the show here. Players to buy now, value picks, mm-hmm. guys that might not, they're not, we're not talking about guys that are going to be wide receiver ones, running back ones, but guys that could be wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes, tight end ones, like maybe mid, late tight end ones, uh, wide receiver threes, running back twos, guys along those lines. Just good, just good value picks, you know? Value picks. Because again, a lot of people are so interested in making uh, like these blockbuster trades, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody wants to make these huge blockbuster trades, but it's the small trades that can really help your dynasty team. So it's, but it's really the small trades that really benefit your team. So many people go out there and they just keep trying to trade. What do you want for Odell? I'm going to keep trying to trade for Odell Beckham. You're not going to get Odell Beckham. No. You're not getting Levy on that. And if you do, you have to give up so much. It's going to be end up being a long-term detriment to your team, most likely. Yeah. It's literally if you have, like, a lot of good receivers and you're giving up Mike Evans for David Johnson. You right. know, something that falls in that category where they have tons of running backs and they need that one receiver. It's like the perfect situation. So it's players like this, these guys we're going to talk about now, that are really going to benefit your team and actually help you early and down the road late in season. Guys that will definitely step up if there's an injury. Yeah. Let's go with a guy on my list, number one. And this guy's on my list. I've been talking about him for a while now. And his name has really popped. And it, it, lately, a lot of people have been talking about him. Even today, somebody tweeted out from Cardinals camp, John Brown 
looks like John Brown of old. Nice. And it's a really good thing to see. Right. Now, I've been a John Brown fan since day one. Coming out of Pittsburgh and watch that dude's combine. I mean, you go back and listen to the podcast from when he was rookie. We were preaching that guy like no tomorrow. Absolutely. So I have tons of John Brown share. You do. I do not, um, unfortunately. Um, I mean, obviously last year was probably the time the the really low time to buy John Brown, but it's still what is his ADP like a hundred and one oh one. One oh one. Yeah. Um so obviously I mean to me that's still a pretty big bargain. And it sounds like I mean he's he's passed all the issues. You know, they figured out the sickle cell stuff. He had a cyst drained basically on his spine. And so, they say that cyst was one of the biggest things too right. because he was saying like man I had no energy. It was I was sleepy all, all the time. His energy, it was yeah. just it was hard for a guy that's games based on explosiveness mm-hmm. and speed. I mean Last year, he played in 15 games, had 39 catches for 517 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, that was with the sickle cell, but he feels like he got past that. The year prior, what's his breakout year? He had 65 catches for 1,003 yards and seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You get rid of Michael Floyd there, you have a better running game to really open things up. With Bruce Arians in offense, I'm really looking for this guy to rebound. I mean, he gained, he gained some pounds. He's up to 185 pounds, which is up from 173 he played from last year as well. So he's right. bigger. He's fast. He's explosive. And he's also playing in a contract year. So the guy's looking to get paid. He's we hungry. We don't know what Larry Fitz is going to do. They're not going to let all their receivers walk. They're going to most likely keep John Brown. That oh, has a I, big I year. think they're definitely going to. I think the future there is John Brown and and. And Chad Williams. Yeah, I, I mean, J.J. Nelson last year had multiple top six, I think, fantasy finishes sure. in a week. Two times last week, last year he had that. And, again, it's most of the times because John Brown was down. John Brown is a better receiver than J.J. Nelson. With an ADP of 101, and a lot of guys were talking about these first two that I have on the list. They're not going to be the cheapest guys to get. But with an ADP of 101, it means he's out of the top 100 players. He's obtainable. Right. Definitely you throw a guy out there who's maybe a little bit older, a guy you don't believe in, and you have depth. I would not be surprised if John Brown finishes as a wide receiver three this year. I think his or wide receiver two. I think his low-end value would really be a wide receiver three, which, again, is tremendous, sure, tremendous sure. value when you come and talk about a top 36 fantasy receiver. He's only 27 years old. Yeah, he's, he's definitely still young. He's uh, learning the game still a little bit, and uh, he's got the, the situation all figured out, I mean, with the sickle cell and, and all that, so... I look for a big, big rebound year as well. Yeah, I expect him to at least get back to his 15 numbers with over 1,000 yards and right around the 65 catches. Right. So, John Brown, definitely get out there and get you some. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're looking at you're looking at John Brown at 101 compared to, like, Larry Fitzgerald at 105. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer for the long term as well. I mean, the that's crazy because, I mean, obviously Larry Fitzgerald is, if this is not his last year, I mean, I'd be pretty surprised. So yeah, I, if May plays next year, that, that that'd be like it, you know, like if they were like real close to a championship. But I think this is probably last year for Fitz. So you can get a guy for virtually the same price, you know, as a guy that's gonna gonna be in his last With year. Similar numbers and right. somebody's really explosive. Kind right. of like a kind of like a he could be a poor man's Antonio Brown. I mean, it really can't I, be. I no, I agree. I think that's what they're looking for from him. Yeah, I, I mean he runs some good routes sure. as well. I'm it's over a thousand yards to me is seems like pretty much I know it's kinda of crazy to say Almost a cakewalk for him at this point. As long as he, as long as he stays healthy, which it sounds like he should. Yeah, I think I David Johnson is going to help him out a lot, definitely yeah. with his receiving game as well. Big time. Um, before we get to one of your guys, I, want to get, I have a little bit, more, a couple more guys on my list. Do you mind if I go with another guy on my list here? You go right ahead, man. Uh, I want to talk about our boy that we, we've been pimping for a while, Paul 
Perkins. All P. Now the ADP of eighty nine. That's not the that's not the lowest ADP, but it's also pretty low for a guy that could potentially be uh, low end running back one to high end running back two. I was gonna say that's like the middle of the seventh round or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty late. Yeah. Uh, Ty Montgomery's got a higher ADP. Otherwise, I would put him on tier here as well. Mm-hmm. Two guys that I love in redraft this year of skipping those high running backs and getting some good stud receivers and grabbing that good tight end, and then coming away with Paul Perkins, Ty Montgomery as my sure. two star running backs. Sure. I mean, this is a guy that averaged four point one yards per carry last year. That's a full yard better than anybody else on the roster at tailback. Uh, the depth chart right now is Shane Vereen at number two, who will probably be the three down uh, passing back. You got Wayne Gallman at the, as the third behind him, and then you got Orleans Darkwood at four. So there's not a lot of competition. It's not like Shane no, Vereen no. is some stud muffin as it is anyways. None of I those mean, guys are world beaters. I mean, Shane, Shane Vereen tore his triceps twice last year right. and was out. So you're talking about a guy who finished the year really strong as well. Uh, last game of the year, he had his most carries of the year with 21, scored 102 yards on the ground in game 16. He is somebody that I know the running back coach, Craig Johnson, just came out recently and said, this is a guy that I believe can be a three-down back. And they're going to see what they have in him this year. He's going to tote the rock. He's going to be the guy this year. There's a lot of weapons that they're going to keep that's going to keep him in a good situation with additions of Brandon Marshall. You already have Odell Beckham there. You can't forget about Sterling Shepard, who's a really quality receiver coming out of the slot there. They bring in Evan Ingram, the first-round pick at tight end. They can't stack the box versus Paul Perkins. Right. And guess what? They're not even going to try to stack the they're box. They're not going to try. They're going to be spread out. Yeah, they're going to be all spread out. If he can get, if he can steal some, one, if Shane Vereen gets hurt or if Shane Vereen just suffers and is not competent and he can get in that passing game as well and be a true three-down back, this guy could easily be a running back one this year. Easily. Now, now I'm not saying high end, but a running back right. one is a running back one no matter where you slice it. Okay? Exactly. And with ADP of 89, you can't, Get a running back with that ADP. You no, can't get guys like they're, that. They're gone. I mean, running back ones are gone at that point. So, they're not floating around. Usually. If you need running back help and you're like, I need a good running back, those guys are really expensive. They're really hard to get out there. So what you do is you go out and buy a guy like Paul Perkins. You take a chance on his ADP jumping drastically by mid by week six, all right, mm-hmm. of the NFL season. So you go out there, you grab a Paul Perkins, you be a little risque, and you grab that guy. So you're not giving up a really good receiver to grab this running back, you're giving up somebody with way less significant value. A guy like Larry Fitzgerald to a guy that needs a receiver sure. late in the season. Sure. Um, so, again, I think I know you like Paul Perkins. I like Paul Perkins. I think he's ready to take a step forward. I think he will be successful. I think he will be the Giants running back for at least the next couple of years, and I think he's going to be a really good value and somebody that's going to help you and put you in position to win a championship. I like it, man. So you're looking for one of my guys now? I guess, I guess, uh, wait, why are you staring at me? I'm looking for one of your guys. Oh, all right, I, man. You have anything to say about quit, Paul Perkins. Quit so. staring at me, man. Yeah, well, you, like, had, you had enough to say for the both of us, okay, my man. All I right. live with that. Yeah, um, um, so like my top rated guy here that I, that I like his value. I mean, um, Ben Roethlisberger at 111. I think it's just, is comparable to the other guys that are around him. Uh-huh is just great value. I mean, you have ADP-wise, well, I'm looking at guys in like the 60s and, and like Drew Brees and stuff like that that aren't that much better for better like game-by-game game or on-game average than Ben Roethlisberger, and you can get him so much later, and it's not like it's not like Drew Brees is a spring chicken or anything compared to 
my boy Ben here. No. And I don't I mean I don't love Ben, but at the at the value there. He's good value. if you need a quarterback, he's always one of those guys that's kinda like I feel like he's obtainable and you can wait. And he's undervalued. Yeah, you can just wait on him, it seems like forever and, and still get a guy that that's well, a put startup up, draft. Right. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about trades right now. Right. I'm saying in a startup you could wait. You could oh, you could sure. get him you could get him late. But Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> even in a trade situation, he he's not valued that that highly right now. Dude, I love doing that in startup drafts. Like taking guys like Jameis, Derek Carl, those younger quarterbacks early where they're still learning where they sure. throw more interceptions. Where I take those guys as my long term go to guys, and then later in the draft come right away back with like Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger. Sure. Guys I will start for this year anyways or the next year as well. And put up better numbers. Mm-hmm. Extremely happy with that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Big Ben has got tons of weapons. Le'Veon, Antonio, Martavis. I mean, if you look on a per-game average, he's the number nine quarterback from last year. So it's it's you're getting a, a QB1, but you're getting him in, in the ninth round or something like that. I, I think mean, a lot of people are just going to sigh because nobody cares about QBs. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why I was hesitant to even, like, mention him as my number one type of guy, but... He is like the top rated. I just kind of went in order of ADP. ADP. Yeah, yeah. You go, that's what I do. I go through there and I'm like, ooh, that's good value. Right. Ooh, exactly. that's good value. So, I mean, he's not my like number one guy, but he's just the top guy. It's because I took Paul Perkins and John Brown. Exactly. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, next guy on my list. So, he was at 111. 111. I'm going to take the guy right ahead of him at okay. 110, Martellus Bennett. Now, Martellus Bennett signs with the Packers. Right. Martellus Bennett is now probably arguably the biggest target at six foot six, two seventy five that Aaron Rodgers has ever had. Um, he's bigger than Jerry Michael Finley. Sure. And he's one of those guys. At, the Packers averaged 36 touchdowns a year over the last three years. So they like to throw the ball. And I know they also signed Lance, Ken, Ken, Lance Kendricks, but Martellus Bennett is better than Lance Kendricks. And in 2015, with Richard Rodgers, Justin Perillo, and Andrew Corliss, the tight ends that they had on the roster, the Packers ha- had 103 targets thrown their way. In the Packers tight ends? To Packer, to, yeah, to the Packers tight ends. Last year in 2016, they had Jared Cook, Rodgers, and Perillo. Again, 103 targets thrown to their tight ends. Now, so there's a little bit of consistency there. Yes, and, it, and Rodgers likes a big target in sure. the end zone. Now, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelsons are all big targets. Those guys have better coverage. Martellus Bennett coming away could be a nice touchdown machine. You need tight end help at one ten. You're going to that offense. I like Martellus Bennett a lot this year. I agree, man. That's a nice one. Yeah, he's he said he's. I think there I saw a quote with Roger saying, "Yeah, like with his size, his mobility. You know, where he is six foot six, two seventy five. His forty times a four six eight. Yeah, well, it was at one point. At, at one point, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That. I don't know that it still is. He's I probably been out there with a stopwatch. I can't yeah. time him now. I'm gonna go off. You know, as far as tight ends go, though, that guy is massive. He is basically like an offensive lineman that runs like a tight end. Yeah. So he is a big guy. They never have to take him off the field. He's a great blocker. Um, and and yeah, he's he's going to be a huge target for him and a, and a red zone nightmare. His finish range this year could be right. anywhere. I mean, he literally be tight end two, right, to tight end six. I I mean, I think he's obviously going to land somewhere in that range. I think the offense is great. You know, you can't ask for a better offense to be in. And who knows if somebody goes down, his value just go up, yep, up and up. And I don't know what you. I mean, at a, with the ADP of one ten, he's certainly attainable in your league. And let's face it, most people in dynasty leagues need tight end help. Sure. It's a reason, sure. like, we just talked about our draft. Like, I, and you're loaded at tight end. I always make sure I have, I, t- I say it a thousand times, I'm going to say it a thousand times till this podcast is over. I truly believe 
that having a really good tight end is the one position that gives you the edge over your opponents when it comes to dynasty. Again, I've said it a thousand times, so you can sit here and I'm going to say it again. When it comes to dynasty, after your team, your team's been going on for years and years and years, the top end teams are all going to have pretty good teams. And having a guy like Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, Jordan Reed, it could be that X factor of getting over on the other team that has a really good roster when you're getting 21 points from your tight end, who's essentially a wide receiver one. Sure. And Martellus Bennett could fall into that category mm-hmm. this year. Is Martellus Bennett a long-term answer? Certainly not. No. He falls into the... Uh, now, as they, as we're going down to ADP, a lot of these guys now we're going to talk about aren't long-term answers. These are guys you're going to want to start trading for if you feel like you're ready to take that. You're like a player away... Maybe you need you have no depth, as or you say, need that one f- filler spot. Out a, you're filling out a spot, or you're definitely adding depth with these kind of moves. Al, uh, Mar- Martellus Bennett, he's the guy you want to go out there and pick up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next guy on my list is one Kenny Britt. Yeah, I like that pick. Over from um, the L.A. Rams. Sorry, I almost I almost slipped and called him the other guys, uh, St. Louis. But um, signs with the greatest football team in the world, right? So he uh, he signs with the Browns. He's going to be basically replacing uh, Terrell Pryor, who also last year put up very similar stats. Very similar stats. So Kenny Britt finally in year it looks like eight cracked the thousand yard mark last year. Former first round pick. Former first round pick. He's got a ton of talent. He's just a knucklehead, and he was a little injury prone there for a while as well. Um, But he's played all you know almost every game the past three seasons straight so i mean his arrows not necessarily shooting up but i think he's a guy that you can get just because he's dirt cheap at 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 pick 138 i mean that's that's pretty i mean so that's 11th round yeah halfway through the 11th round in a startup draft you can get him for very cheap if you need a starting wide receiver He's at the very least a wide receiver three. Right. That's at the least. I right. mean, Terrell Pryor, Pryor last year, if you're all hyped about Terrell Pryor, they put up similar numbers. And guess what? He played in a much worse offense with a much worse running game and a much much worse quarterback in Jared Goff last year. This year, we don't know who the starter's going to be, but if it's Cody Kessler, who's an accurate, uh, short-throwing quarterback, who, which is really fits Kenny Britt's style because he is a possession receiver, the targets will be there because he'll be the number one receiver, and the yards will be there. No reason he can't finish as a high-end wide receiver three. For a guy that you're going to get pennies on a dollar and you could finish as wide receiver 27, 28, that's tremendous value. That's great value. Um, That's championship value right right there. Exactly. And 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 this is one of those little moves that we're talking about. Because no one's going to be like, oh, great, great trade. You got Kenny Britt. But... He's a guy that you're going to be able to slide in your starting uh, starting position. If you know, if not, if he's not making it in your starting lineup, that's great. Like he's he's an awesome backup to have. So, Tremendous backup. Yeah. So and just literally switch out the name Terrell Pryor. If you trade for Terrell Pryor, who'd be like, yeah, I like that move for this year. Again, this is for this year. Right, I'm like, yeah, I like year. that move. Right. I got Kenny Britt. I'm like, what do you want Kenny Britt for? Because I want to win, bitch. Right. <laughs> so I think he's a guy that that'll help help some teams. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I right. think he's tremendous value. He's, again, he falls in the category even in redraft this year, like guy that I feel like can get with some pretty good value down there. If we did this podcast months ago, I would have been talking about Isaiah Correll. His value has skyrocketed to the highest it's ever been. Crow? I mean, he, yeah, he's – and, again, I expect him to have – he just signed Drew Rosenhaus, so he's going to have a monster year this well, year. Well, yeah, he signed Drew Rosenhaus. Then they come out and say, um, you know, Duke Johnson's been might, play slot. might might be projected as the replacement for uh, Hawkins there in the slot, I'll which doesn't surprise me because 
To be honest, I don't think Duke Johnson is a great running back. He I catches think, the ball damn well. I think he's a great pass you catching know, running back. He had like uh, I saw some stat on Pro Football Focus. This was like well over a month ago. So forgive me. I'm kind of just going off of my whim. I usually have a pretty good memory when it comes to this stuff. But he was from catching the ball and elusiveness with the ball in his hands, like the third best in the NFL last year. That I mean that doesn't surprise me. Um, but he's just not a. Tough. No. He's just not like tough enough to be. But a we never. Back. But we never. When he came in the league, he was kind of like that Gio Bernard. If you could, if you could turn Danny Woodhead, tremendous, right? Yeah, that's great. Uh, I was in a debate on Twitter. Uh, I was kind of in the messages of this debate. Whether people were debating, my name was just tagged in it. <coughs> Still getting over that bronchitis. Yeah. Um, where people were talking about debating about PPR running backs. I was like, our friend Mike, those are the only running backs he likes to draft because you get really good value in those PPR running backs slate, and you get guys like, and so somebody mentioned Danny Woodhead's name, and I'm like, well, what about Danny Woodhead? And somebody else said, you know, well, in 2015, he was running back three overall, running back three. And I go, yeah, not only that, go back a couple of years prior to about 2013, 2012, and guess what? He was running back three then as well. Sure. So PPR running backs can hold really, really good value. And if Duke Johnson kind of find his role in that category, it'll make everybody that took him at the end of the first round uh, of the rookie draft pretty happy. Much happier, yeah. Uh, so moving on here off of Kenny Britt, I have two guys here. Speaking of Danny Woodhead, Danny Woodhead and Terrence West. Okay. Where, uh, uh, what's their value? I, did, I don't. 127 for Danny Woodhead and 181 for Terrence West. And I will say this, and I, and I mentioned his name a couple times on the podcast, I think, and you've laughed at me both times. With obviously the Ken Dixon news, this is even more really Sure, good. sure. I love Terrence West's value this year. All in this offseason, they've been saying Terrence West is our starter. Terrence West is our starter. They have a big question mark at the receiver position. They have pretty much no tight end right now. I know Max Williams is back. I think they have Ben Watson there. Uh, it's... Crock of the Rocket, my man. Of course, I didn't. <laughs> I'm saving the best for last. Right, Can't forget right. about Crock of the Rocket. So that's it. That, but their their tight end position is iffy at best, yes, right? It definitely. You have Mike Wallace who fits Joe Flacco well. You got Prashad Perriman there. They bring in Jeremy Macklin, uh, who I do like. Jeremy Macklin this year. You could probably throw Jeremy Macklin on this list, honestly. So they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to run the ball in mm-hmm. Baltimore. And Terrence West is going to be their goal linebacker. He's going to get all the first and second down carries for the most part. Oh, well, I'm not laughing anymore. We'll put it that way. Because... So with the ADP of 181, that is free. That is basically free. That's, yeah, no, that's right. You're, you're throwing out draft picks at this point. Now, and I will say this, I do value Terrence West. So you're not buying him low for me. I actually just had a trade offer. It's funny. Before this, uh, Zach in one of my podcast listener leagues offered me a third-round pick for him. Uh, and I'm not saying that's bad value for Terrence sure. West. It's not. But for my team and that team, I have no other running. Like, it's. If I don't, if I, my running back situation is poo poo. Like, I'm starting Terrence West. So, if sure. I trade him away, I'm pretty much tanking the year. And a third round pick doesn't do me any, like, that good. No, no, that's not team. really helping you. Right. But if you need running back help, Terrence West is going to be the starter. He's going to score points. He's going to finish. Last year, he finished as a running back two. Last year, and now he's splitting time with Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon. Right. He finishes as a running back two. Right. So, I'm not, I mean, the reason I'm not laughing anymore is because Kenneth Dixon is, is out of the picture. So, I mean, there's no reason to laugh. There's no one else there that I think has any skills. I mean, you know, obviously there's Woodhead to do like the pass catching type of stuff, but there's not a, a bona fide running back. 
Buck Allen is there. I think that guy's terrible. They're yeah, they're yeah, he, they're all terrible. Tal- Taliaferro, terrible. terrible. Literally, no even reason to mention these church right. names. Exactly. If anything, they're going to pick up. They're going to sign somebody who's cut in uh, after training camp, or they're going to make a trade. Like they could trade for Carlos Hyde, and then this blows everything up. Right. Um. So getting to Woodhead. <coughs> excuse me. Um. Woodhead signs that three year contract with them for eight point eight million dollars. Four point five of that guaranteed. He has an ADP of one twenty seven. Do you know Danny Woodhead's entire career, if he plays at least 15 games, has never, ever finished with less than 76 catches? Never. All right? Hence why he has these really good numbers. Joe Flacco came out recently and said, hey, Danny Woodhead is the best receiving back we've had in this roster since Ray Rice. He's going to help our team. You're talking about a team that we just mentioned in receiving core, lost tons of targets. You know, they lost Dennis Pitta. They lost Kyle Huszczyk. And if you remember Huszczyk last year. He taught, he caught a ton of passes. He out of caught the passes out of the backfield. You know, he was the highest paid fullback in San Francisco for a reason. He scored touchdowns and he was catching footballs. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that know, knows how to utilize that pass catch a running back. And there's no doubt in my mind that if he plays again, that Danny Woodhead has a good chance to finish as a low end running back too for the amount of passes he's going to receive. If you can get, I mean, a low end running back one, if he can finish there as a low end running back one, and I think I mentioned this a couple of years ago in my uh, sleeper episodes. I was like, oh, I imagine being running back 11, 12. He, ended, he ended up finishes running back three. Same thing here. Would he finish as running back three? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But with injuries, you never who, know who jumps up here. Sure. If he could stay healthy, he could finish as running back 11, 12. So you're saying with an ADP of 127 in value, you could get a running back one for the 2016, I mean, 2017, 2017, 18 season. That's great value. That's great value. Running back ones help you win championships. If you get both these guys, and they're both starters, kind of like the Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman category, where Woodhead's a low-end running back one, and Terrence West is a low-end running back two, that's two starting running backs in my eyes. Yep. Sure is. I mean, they're not... Both guys free. Right. They're not the world not They're not world beaters, but yeah, you're going to be able to get both of them at a very reduced price, man. Yeah. Super guys that you can start. I mean, these, these aren't guys that we're talking about, hey, in case somebody gets hurt. These are guys we're talking about you could possibly start. Terrence West was a startable running back last year. He was a running back, two. That means he was better than, he was what, top 24. I think he finished as, like, running back 23 right around there. That's pretty pretty damn good. Right. I, I mean, I can look it up quickly, but. Um, quickly now. Quickly. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> Good. Keep keep telling that story. I, I lost have, my I, I lost my page. No stories. I have no oh, good vacation man. stories. I'm trying to think of anything good happened on vacation. You know what I didn't do? What's that? I did not get drunk one day on vacation. Oh, I have a feeling I know what you're doing instead. No, 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 <laughs> no. I would, no, no. Uh, just worked out. Like I just didn't. Like one day, I told my wife, I was like, "Listen, I'm getting drunk today, no matter what." Uh, and I started drinking early with my father-in-law and everything. A couple nights, other people got drunk. I just didn't get drunk. Just I'd have beers and I'd start getting buzzed and something would come up. We had to go do something and I stopped drinking. And by that point, I'm like, I'm going to start drinking again. Sure. So the first time I ever went on vacation for that long, I never got drunk. So close one day. So close. I was really, really buzzed. Well, um, so uh, in the meantime, uh, Danny, or not Danny Woodhead, um, Terrence, West? Terrence West was running back number 23. I told you so. Yeah. Let's move on. Good memory. So uh, another guy, you have another guy on your list? Are you out? Uh, no, I have a few guys. Um, I could rapid fire them if you've got somebody. We just really want Kenny Britt, right? I just want Kenny Britt. All right, I have a guy on my list here. Again. Oh, no. I, I mean, I want Kenny Britt, then you want Terrence West and Danny Woodhead. Oh. So Julius Thomas is okay. my guy. That's coming up next. So at 166, I mean, that's 
you know, 13th, almost 14th round of, of startup drafts. Um, basically, I mean, obviously he, he spent the past two years in Jacksonville, just not living up to any type of expectations at all. But with him moving back into the Adam Gase offense down in Miami, I, I see, I mean, I don't see like elite, you know, probably top five, top six, but he could end up as a low end tight end one. If as long as he stays healthy in that offense, if he attends, it's he's pretty much for he's he, he's basically you could get him you know third round pick odds of him hurting his ankle pretty good eighty five percent I mean but if if you get eight games out of him at, at tight end one numbers sufficient yeah I mean he's a good streaming guy is you know he's a good guy to have as a as a second tight end in case your guy goes down or f- for a guy to use as your starter at the beginning of the season while he's you figure something else out what, what what's his ADP uh, one sixty six. So I'd rather wait to one seventy six and actually go with uh a guy like Kobe Fleener, personally. Personally, okay. But, I, I mean, mean I, they're in the same category. They're both. I was gonna risk. say, I think those. I think they're both have risk. I mean, oh for sure. I read that Kobe Fleener last year had trouble learning the offense, and like he feels more comfortable this year. Okay, with, with all those targets, but we'll see. No, but I like the Julius Thomas picture. Sure, sure. I took him in my uh, Scott Fishbowl mm-hmm. last, and he's somebody. If I like, depends where I'm at at tight end at the end of my drafts, I'm totally looking at Julius Thomas' way. Just to see, it's such a low risk with the potential of a high return on him. That's what I mean. For a third round pick, it's it's not like a bad gamble. And definitely on that roster, I mean, really the only big receiver and target they have in the red zone is Devontae Parker. Right. Who, who hasn't really emerged yet. No. So, I mean, for just a tight end threat alone, he can offset his value. What really puts Julius Thomas in that like low end tight end one category will be uh, how many touchdowns can he score? Right, it won't be a receiving kind of thing. No, it was. I mean, and it was double digits. You know, the, the years that Three he was years, with Adam, yeah. Adam Gase. So, um, you know, twelve and twelve, I believe. So, yeah, one sixty six, not a bad value there. Right. Um, I have a guy on my list that's at one sixty five, one pick ahead of him, Alan Hearns. Why don't you quit? Why don't you quit doing that? Well, I can't help myself. One pick better. It's it's always got to be one pick better with you. It's one pick. No, it's yeah. It is one pick <laughs> one better than you. Uh, Alan Hearns for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this guy last year had a doo doo year, but he had his hurt hammy last year. Sure. And everybody right now is like, "Ooh, what about Marquise Lee? What about Marquise Lee? Uh, I don't want anything to do with Marquise Lee personally." And you get, remember, Alan Hearns signed an extension the year before in 2015. Alan Hearns had 64 receptions for. Uh, 1,031 yards and 10 touchdowns. And that's the year Allen Robinson really broke out as sure, well, too. Sure, sure. And he had a lot to do that. Also, all of a sudden, Allen Hearns gets hurt. Look, Blake Bortles is having a little rough time. Allen Robinson's having a little rough, rough time. And now you bring in that power running game of Leonard Fournette. Well, that I mean, I think that's probably one of the things. Those are all contributing factors to his ADP probably going down a little bit, don't you think? Um it's one of those things where I, I mean, I don't think him as a player, I don't think he got worse. I think he was a little bit dinged up last year, like you had said. Um, but the things that concern me are like, I mean, the guy throwing him the, the ball mostly. Yeah, but at the same time, where people are, I think Blake Bortles, when it comes down to people are like, oh, Blake Bortles, are they going to keep him or not? Well, that's real life, right? When it comes to fantasy value, Blake Bortles is not a terrible fantasy quarterback. He finishes as a quarterback one, I think, every year of his career so far. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think you're I think you're right. I think he did end up in, as a, as a fantasy one last year for sure. Yeah, I, I think he has. I saw some weird stat when I was on vacation. Um, because I again I wasn't really drinking. I was looking at football stuff, <laughs> and I saw something about uh 
quarterbacks that have finished in the top something something consecutive years in a row. Right. And there were six of them over the last like twenty years. And Blake Bortles was one of them. So I was like, oh look at look look at Blake Bortles' name in there. So where Blake Bortles gets a really bad rap of being like not a great quarterback and is a franchise really gonna depend on him. Fantasy wise, he's not a bad option. No, he's number eleven last year. In Sounds our like a QB one. Yes, he was. So to me, for a team like that, I'm I'm I feel okay with this. So Alan Hearns, who's not young, we're talking about a lot of we're getting down here with like old guys. His value, he's something I'm just trying to kind of sneak in there and see what I can get for Alan Hearns, where He's not old. What do you mean? He's only 25. No, that's what I'm saying. A lot oh, of these guys we're talking saying, about okay, now are old, where he's actually younger. He's yeah, only yeah. 25. Yep. I think it's a great time to get out there and buy Alan Hearns. With his ADP of being 165, you don't have to give up much to get Alan Hearns. Right. Where there's a high risk. And it wasn't last year. He wasn't bad last year because of his performance. He had a bad hamstring. Right. So he was missing time. And Alan Hearns was, in most you know most cases, he was a guy that people picked up off the waiver wire. You know, like, or they picked, or they drafted him super late. So I mean, we have Mike on here preaching Al Hearns. Sure, nonstop. there's. Remember, two years ago, we mentioned Al Hearns every single week. Right. So I mean, some of our listeners probably went out and got him late, but yeah. uh, you know, in some leagues, maybe who didn't listen at the time or didn't heed our advice, he just went undrafted because yeah, he was an undrafted. He was an undrafted rookie wide receiver. You know, out of the, in the NFL draft. I don't expect him to go back to 15 and be 64, 10, 31, and 10 touchdowns. But if he can get pretty close to that. Minus some of the touchdowns, it's going to be really good value. And so we can just be on your depth chart. I have a sure. lot of Alan Hearns sh- shares because all my redraft leagues or all my new startup leagues, I drafted them super late because I saw the value there. I'm getting a young receiver that has some upside. Maybe it was a one-year flash in the pan, but seeing the fact that he just didn't have a bad year. Alan Robinson had a bad year last year. Mm-hmm. Alan Hearns was hurt last year. So let's see what he does again this year. Let everybody else take Marquise Lee ahead of Alan Hearns. I'm going to go ahead and take Alan Hearns and sit back and see what I can get out of him. If he flames out this year, no, nobody's mad about it because it wasn't that, you know. You didn't give up a lot, I didn't to, give up get a lot to get him. Yeah, no big deal. I'd throw a third-round pick off Roger see if Alan sure. Hearns. Somebody might say, yeah. If they say no, then see what else you give out there and get him. Low investment, high reward. I agree. Give me somebody else. Uh so at, at 179, we have Jonathan Stewart, who I kind of debated over, but I think for one more season, I think he's a guy that's going to be able to produce running back two type of numbers until they really get Christian McCaffrey type of established. And, and, and well, we sure get the goal line, Gary. He's going to, I think he's going to get, I think Cam they're going to steal him. No, I, I think they're going to start transitioning Cam away from those kind of things. Yeah, they I think they, to. I think they're trying to limit that guy's pounding, which is going to go to Jonathan Stewart getting some more goal line, more short yardage. Um, I, I mean, I could see him getting 750 to 850 yards rushing and then double-digit touchdowns. So I mean, I'm real curious how they're going to use it. This time they gave him more money sure. for this year. Uh, if I feel like I'm going to go out there and get an old running back, I know his ADP is a little bit higher, I'd probably just want to go get Frank Gore. You know, the the workhorse who didn't invest a top 10 pick in a running back, who only brought in pretty much Marlon Mack, who has no competition around him. Sure. If I'm going to get an old running back, again, the value is definitely a little bit better for Jay Stu, but I feel like in terms of trading-wise, I think it'd probably be pretty equal value of going to get him. But, I mean, the Jay Stu is definitely not. Yeah, the ADP says that, you know, people are valuing um Frank Gore quite a bit more. So, I mean, like 30 picks, right? Yeah. It, so, it's pretty significant. I, it, 
So um, a couple rounds. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple rounds. But once you get, which, but I'm which, saying is like once you get past that like ADP sure, number, sure, sure. like it's all they're all like. I got kinda, you. I got you. They're lumped really, together. Yeah. As far as how you you view the guys as older running backs for with a year left under their belt, probably. It's, Jay Stewart just kind of. You're right. It's just I feel like he. And that's why that's why I debated it. But I, I, I think he can do. I think there's going to be another year out of it. But you know what? Yeah. Where I think the good value is what for your point is. A lot of people are going to be like, we have no idea. I don't know what they're going to do with Jay Stu. I sure. don't. But if they do want to, like, if Christian McCaffrey does kind of have trouble transitioning his first year because of his size and whatnot, and they can't utilize him in that run game, and that's why they did sign Jay Stu, and they lose, at least use him this year as they're still their main focus running back, and you can get that 800 yards, 750 yards, like you said, then, yeah, he's going to be pretty much free because everybody is thinking Christian McCaffrey. So it kind of goes back to the same point we just said where, such a low risk, such a low buy, where the upside might be there. Yeah, I mean, I think you can get Jay Stu pretty cheap right now. Cheap and cheap. You're right. Now that you say it like that, like people are going to think the same thing. Well, yeah, Frank Gore, like he is going to start. He has no competition. I right. want a little bit more. Where everybody thinking Jonathan Stewart is like, well, yeah, they do. They got Christian McCaffrey there. What do you mean? They're not going to really use Jay Stu. Yeah. What do you give me? Please take, give me anything for Jay Stu. Right. I got him on my roster. He's a ghost. Right. Exactly. You can get him for like nothing. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess for the show we're doing. For the low risk, I agree. Jay Stu might not be a bad buy, just to see what you have, and maybe Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, and and, I, and obviously this little you know, rookie gets a little boo boo. Come playoff season, uh, John, Jay Stu's a starter. He's fresh because CMC's been out there a little <laughs> bit, and all of a sudden he's scoring you two touchdowns in championship game, and you run down to the sun sunset. Tell everybody else to suck it. Hey man, I I made a similar move with Frank Gore a few years back, and he literally played in the championship game and won it. So, um. The guys can be valuable. Yeah, obviously you have to have the right kind of team composition. You got to be really just ready to win a championship to make a move like that. So, well, yeah, you're not paying. Right. I want the first pick in the draft. You're right. So you're not. Uh, you're not. You're not getting Jace Stu. Not every team's going to be all going out there trying to get Jace Stu. Well, I have another guy here. Lay it on me. People aren't going to go out there and try and get. But I really like this guy this year. Another guy I'm targeting on my redraft leagues. Ted Gid. Ginn Jr. Ted Ginn Jr. 185 uh, ADP. Now, this is a guy that uh, went over to the Saints. Yep. Right? To me, it's this is about the player and the situation here. Yes, Ted, Ted Ginn is older. Ted Ginn is just as fast. Drew Brees came out not too long ago and said, this guy is extremely fast. You're talking about a Saints team, right, that is missing 150 targets with the loss of uh, the players they lost, including Brandon Cooks, who was sure. a majority of those targets. You're talking about a Saints team that has Drew Brees, one of the best deep throw ball throwers of all time. Last year, this is a team that runs three wide, rece- three wide receiver sets consistently. Last year, Drew Brees led the league in attempts, completions, yards, and yards per game. This is a team that likes to throw the ball. Everybody is jumping in on Willie Sneed. Like, ooh, Willie Sneed. Let me give me some of that Sneed, baby. Listen, Willie Sneed's a slot, slot guy. I look, Willie Sneed's young. So, of course, Dynasty people are like, ooh, Brandon Cooks is gone. Willie Sneed is young. He's the next man up. He's going to be the stud muffin. Sure. I am not all in on that. I'm. If you said, well, who's going to have more fantasy points this year, Willie Sneed or Ted Ginn? I'm telling you to give me Ted Ginn. 
I'm taking Ted Ginn on the over there. All right. I'm not with you on that, by the way. I don't but, care. I don't need you to be with me. But that's I fine. like to go outside the box. You're not always with me, but I'm right more than you. Uh, I, I have no data to back that up. There's no go data to back that up. There's a, another occurrence of Rich being wrong. And well, let's move on. Um, I think he's a good value. Again, no. at 185, you can get him for free. Everybody else is taking Willie Sneed. I'm taking Ted Ginn. No, listen, listen. I don't. I'm, I don't agree with you that I. I don't think Ted Ginn is going to score more points than Willie Sneed because I think Willie Sneed's going to be gobbling up catches left and right. Where I think Ted Ginn is going to be in the you know forty five to fifty ball range. I think that's kind of like that's kind of where he's maxed out year year in For and year big out. Big yards. For big yards, though. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but I just think I think Willie Sneed's going to be in that like eighty to. 85, 90 catch type of range. Oh, I wish we could bet something right now. Oh, I wish we'll we could. Think about this yeah, we'll think about it too. We'll have to come back on this year at the end of the year on this one. I am betting you that Ted Gain will have more fantasy points in PPR leagues than Willie Sneed. It's a bet, but we have to figure out the parameters. Not a problem. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on. But anyway, at his at his ADP, it it's obviously a much better value. Because yeah, I'm trying to, 25. I'm trying to find where Willie Sneed's at, and I haven't gotten there yet. So he's Ted Ginn is 185. He will cost you nothing. Right. You have a nice, delicious sub right there. Nice little. Here you go. One half of the, you want half of this sub? Just give me Ted Ginn. That's Deal. it. That's all it's that, going to take. That's all it's going to take. Just a half of a sub sandwich. You damn right. I'm going to take that. I'm going to mm. give you Ted Ginn. That sandwich looks delicious. Well. So. I, again, you don't you don't agree with me. I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me on the Ted Ginn case. I'm telling you, I am in on Ted Ginn, and that's my slogan I'm running with. Be in with Ted Ginn. <laughs> wow, it even rhymes and everything. Well, how is how is it? You should be one of those old, old school slogan makers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Ted Ginn, like Uncle Sam, pointing at you. <laughs> you need me on your fantasy team <laughs> again. Some in redraft leagues this year. I'm taking like one of the last picks in my rounds of my draft. The high, the upsides there. And it's not more of Ted Ginn. It's a system that they run. Uh, a lot of people there are defined in their, in their positions. Mike Thomas is an outside receiver, a damn good one. Willie Sneed's a slot receiver. They run three wide receiver sets. This puts Ted Ginn in a good spot. I'm liking it. All right. We'll find out, though, then the year. Time will tell. I have a good feeling I'm going to be right once again. All right. Do you have anybody else on your list? Because I'm done. I have Tyrell Williams on there, too, just because I know his ADP higher I think a lot of people just dropped Ty- Tyrell Williams because of the Mike Williams draft pick. Like, Mike Williams is going to come in here as a rookie right away and be successful. That's not the case. We know if Keenan Allen can hold up the whole year. Last year, he finished as uh, 18th wide receiver in PPR leagues. And it was only his second year, and he came out and scored 1,059 yards and led the team in receiving yards. So I think Tyrell Williams, where everybody else is giving up on him, I'm still starting him this year. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to totally set him aside and, and push him aside. No, I think, that makes uh, no sense. Right, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I mean, it makes sense where they want to bring Mike Williams because like Tyrell Williams has holes in his game, and he did succeed because he's a wide receiver one there. Right. But again, for this year, it maybe drops a little bit. He ends up being wide receiver 25, 26, still wide receiver three. Absolutely. For a team that's going to throw the ball. Yep. Uh, no, I, I think that pretty much wraps up my list. Um, I had a couple of just, I had, they're not even really noteworthy, guys. No. Yeah. If you want some help somewhere else, guys, that are ADP are a little bit higher, but you might be attainable are guys like Jack Doyle and Pierre Garçon. Sure. So. Sure. That's it, right? I think so, man. Well, it's good to be back. It is good to be Hopefully back. Hopefully the show was enjoyable for people. 
I know I enjoyed it, knocking enjoy, the rust you know off. What? I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it as well mm-hmm. uh, to be back here at the table at the desk. Uh, I think the red Dynastiner shirts are going to be in. Ooh. Um, we I ordered half of what we normally order just because Ameri- our shirts are American Apparel. Well, I think American Apparel is going like bankrupt or something, and they changed it over to L.A. Apparel. Uh. And the shirt guys like they're exact same shirts. I was like, well, I need to see them before I just take your quote on this. Sure. Uh, so we got some red shirts coming in. We're restocking the grays and blacks, and of course, we're gonna have the limited edition cranberry shirts. Ooh. So uh, I'll tweet those out. If you don't have Twitter, look there, and then obviously just check the website out. I think I'm gonna have them by the end of the week. Cool. So yeah, you know, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be they might be in mere days away. Yeah, I ordered them last week, and they said they're gonna be in. So they said about a week. So I'm excited because that means I'm gonna get a new one to my wardrobe because I'm rocking a camp cranberry and I'm rocking a red. I know you're getting me a red, uh, red large, right? Of course, yeah. You get whatever one you yeah, want. Yeah. So uh, I know the cranberries will be limited edition ones, but the reds will. We'll keep ordering them. Yeah. And everybody loves the cranberries. Maybe we won't make them as limited, but as of right now, no matter what, since we call them limited edition, at the very least, they can only come out once a year. Limited And maybe we'll edition. do them like, oh, because of the rookie draft, the cranberries are back. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, Wait, what'd you say? I was trying to sing a cranberry song. Oh, dude, do I, not try to only, sing. It's the only word I know of the whole song. Is do zombie. not try to sing a cranberry song. <laughs> I have no worst singer alive. That sounded like somebody was killing a cat. Well, it's only because I have bronchitis. Yeah, sure. It's <laughs> the only reason I can't serve. Uh-huh. Um, so besides that, uh, make sure that you, even though you're not listening to us, you get to dynastynerds.com because we talk about ADP. We have ADP on the website. A great tool to help you with your dynasty league. It's a totally great tool. free. If you're on fan, if you're on uh, Twitter, make sure you follow at Fantasy Outlaw because he runs mock drafts every day. To get us ready for these ADP. That's how we grade ADP. We run five mock drafts. We take those drafts. We average them together. And there you go. Average draft position. Bada bing, bada boom. So make sure you follow him. All that's on Um, We have some really good articles that come out lately. Guys talking about like Chris Conley, who could be on this list here. That was uh, the last guy I was kind of debating. He's at 182. Um, by Lowe's. Right. Matt, Matt Betts has put on some really good articles about, about injuries. Uh we have so Corey, all our writers are terrific. So the website's tons of articles every single day. Um, of course, if you have anything on Twitter you want to get at me in, you can follow me at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. And if you're not on Twitter, follow us on Facebook because every article that I tweet out on Twitter goes to our Facebook page. Booyah. We never pimp the Facebook page. No, we don't. But if you like it, you can get all our articles. Every and all our tweets go on to Facebook. That's why some people are like, why is it when you retweet stuff, it gets like a double tweet? Like I don't know, I'm not, I'm not Bill Gates or, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, not Bill Gates or what's it, Steve Jobs. I don't know about that stuff. I do a Dynasty podcast. When it comes to technology, I tell I tell people sometimes like, hey man, you own a website, man, you must really know a lot about computers. I'm like, I know nothing <laughs> about computers. I'm got, an idiot. I got people that know things about computers. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I know about. I know about Dynasty Fantasy Football. I do not know about computers. You want me to make a website? I do not. But I know people that knew how. Exactly. So It's all it takes sometimes. That's it. Of course, you could always uh, buy a t-shirt, like we said. The red shirts will be up there soon. And if you just want to help us out financially, you can always donate to the website. That's always an option. Yeah. We'd like money to help pay for things. Yeah. 
We've been gone for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, those those, vaca- those vacations don't pay for themselves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody tweeted at me today. Like, dude, you haven't put a podcast out a month. That's a hell of a vacation. <laughs> I should have wrote back like you said. Like, yeah, I'm very tan, though. So we'll be back next week. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week to show on. We have only a couple more. We're in training camp. I was going to say, training camps are starting. There's Somebody gonna be, to be hurt. There's going to be a ton of news, man, coming through. So, Hall of um, Fame games coming up soon. It's crazy, man. Uh, and Season. I do want to do a show. I did a poll on Twitter. Like, would you want us to do a mock draft, startup mock draft? And 73% said yes. Wow. So maybe we should do that, too, to kind of see where we value players as well. Sure. And of course, now we did buy low. We got to do sell high. That's got to be at some point, yep. That, I'll do that right before the season starts. Spit it out right before that season. Well, right before the season starts, we got to do our sleeper episode. We got and that. we got to do our redraft episode. We got a lot of to jam in here because we missed three weeks. So yeah, we're behind. That's all right. Speaking of behinds, and we're out. <laughs> Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.